Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Punches and Punchlines. It's been a while. Thanks for coming back. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, although, if you are subscribed, you know, this. Uh, your phone's probably sending this to you right now, and you didn't have to do any work anyway. So thanks for finding us originally. I know if my iPhone 4 can uh, still deliver me the, the podcast that I'm sure you're 12 or 13 or whatever, whatever you're using, your Android, your Droid, whatever you got, I'm sure it's sending it right to you. And we certainly appreciate you coming back to join us. Franco could probably explain what, uh, what transpired, why we uh, were missing for a week. We did have a lot of fun uh, yeah. <laughs> covering the Charlo uh, Castaño fight, but That'll end up like uh, when we're as famous as the Beatles. That'll be like one of our uh, unearthed tracks that everybody's going to love because it was it was a fun one. And uh, you'll just have to trust us on it because uh, it's not available. So we do yeah. have some stuff from this weekend. Uh, summer's going to be busy, Punchamaniacs, but we broke down a couple, uh, couple of fights and uh, we're ready to bring it to you. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Jason Maloney, 31 years old, coming in at 23 and 2, versus Aston Polite, 31 years old, coming in at 28 and 4. <laughs> now, Franco, the gods were smiling on me this day. I only saw the top-ranked card this weekend. I spent my whole day fishing. The bugs came out, and I decided to head into the house, okay? Okay. I head into the house, and they're just introducing Jason Maloney. I was like, oh! This is what I'm supposed to see. The bugs were just uh, <laughs> like a reminder that nature set for me to get in the house and watch some boxing. Yeah. What a fun way to start my boxing weekend. Yeah. With a gorgeous knockout. Like it was the first round. It looked like it was going to be a really competitive fight. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I, I can't say that the second round made me think much different. You know, every judge had it 10 to nine, each of the first two rounds for Maloney. Then that, that right hand landed so square on the jaw in that third round. Yeah. Kudos to this dude for getting up because it landed so <laughs> square on the jaw. Like that that button that you press that makes the whole marionette just go limp. Like that's the spot that he hit. And the dude got back up, all right, and was able to continue. The legs weren't there. No. But he was there enough to continue. Okay. I thought it was the right call to let it continue. And then Maloney smelled blood in the water and just went in on the attack and completely devoured this dude and the ref was like "Ah, i wasn't sure the first time and i let it go i'm certainly not going to let it go this time yeah we got a sweet tko3 and uh a nice a nice co-main event it was nice to have like a really good co-main event yeah i was actually kind of surprised when they first started coming out and they're doing like the panning shots of the arena this fight was done in australia cambosos was ready to put on a show for the home crowd, uh, even though he's Greek originally you know, he's from Australia. And so he was all ready to put on his big show. And there was tons of empty seats for this fight. And I was like, holy crap, like we're already at the co-main event. Are they not or the co-feature? And it's like, did they not sell all the seats? Why are there so many empty seats? And I feel bad for the idiots that were probably in the back smoking or waiting in line to get another beer before the main event, because they really did miss an amazing knockout. I mean, you said it, he just, he gave them spaghetti legs and leading up till that point, 
I thought both dudes looked pretty good. I was looking at Maloney and I'm thinking Maloney looked fast. He looked like he was moving around pretty well. But Palikte or Paliste, uh, I'm going to go with Palikte. He looked good. He didn't look bad. You know, he was in good shape. He was moving well. He was landing shots and then he stopped landing shots once he ate that <laughs> then once he took that shot to his chin he really did go down into a heap and it was a quick punch like the way that he countered the way that maloney came up and kind of caught him with that right it was kind of sneaky like it just came out of nowhere Absolutely. and then he pulled it back it, it was, was so cool it was fast as shit and yeah you know the old adage is the ones that you don't see are the ones that hurt and there was no way he saw that one coming because no. it landed so square. Just a, a beautiful, beautiful knockdown. Yeah, it was like a piston. It just came up and smack. And yeah, when they did stop it, I was glad. You know, he went down that second time and poor Palikte just he, he didn't know where he was anymore. And he got up and he looked like he might have been a little bit upset about the stoppage. But even he like, you know, he was trying to make his body still move and it wasn't moving correctly anymore. But yeah, great way to to kick it off. It was also where I picked up with the fights and it was great. I, I love this knockout and I'm looking forward to seeing Maloney again. No, I still I don't know whether you have, but I've still never seen Jason Maloney and Andrew Maloney in the same room together. So, you know, maybe he came out so fresh for that third because they like swapped in the other brother, you know, like, there you go. all right, Jason, you're going out, you're going out for one, three. And, uh, you know, Andrew went out for the second. So basically Jason Maloney had four minutes of rest and they did some voodoo. They swapped him out real quick and probably that's what happened. Well, it probably also explains why between rounds he would roll under the ring and then come back out. That it's makes all sense. making more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's just, you know, this is part of his shtick. He's probably switching out with this brother. Yeah. And his ring gear was a wizard's robe instead of just like a boxing <laughs> robe. That should have tipped us off right there. You sure you weren't watching wrestling? <laughs> George Cambosos, 28 years old, coming in at 20 and 0, versus Devin Haney, 23 years old, coming in at 27 and 0. <laughs> the only real complaint I have about this fight, Franco, uh, I'll get that out of the way real quick. I didn't love the announcers on this. I'm never going to love Joe Tessitore. Yeah. But the way Trim Bradley was describing this one, and you know what? I, I do like tim bradley's call of a fight so this is just my complaint on this fight is he acted like cambosos you know needed a knockout from like the sixth round on and i did not see that as being the case i thought later on in the fight yeah he probably did but uh not quite as early as tim did so that's only a small critique or a small complaint if i but i got it out of the way early because the rest of this i have nothing but love franco all oh. right people like the shit on devin haney he does say some dumb stuff, but I said some dumb, dumb stuff when I was 23 also. I'm going to focus on what he did in the ring, and all he did was make Cambosos look like an amateur. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He couldn't solve a jab. That's no. really all, all he was doing was keeping him at bay with the jab, and he couldn't solve it at all. All right. The guy that beat Tiafimo Lopez, this that was not the guy that showed up on Saturday night. But the thing was, Tiafimo came in guns blazing just rushing in and set himself up for those those counters yeah Devin wasn't going to do that he didn't feed himself to the lion and that's exactly what was going to happen so he stayed back it was patient he did everything right he did everything that boxing fans would even ask for they're like oh 
well, they're with the, 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 the wrong side of the street. He's like, all right, I'll go to the other side of the street. I don't give a shit. I'm a promotional free agent right now. And they're like, all right, but we only kind of have shit money for you. He's like, I don't care. I'll take shit money. All right. He's like, you're going to have to travel. He's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll travel. I got a belt and nobody really cares about it. But me and my Instagram followers. But what I do have is the ability to take all the belts in one final in one swing. And that's exactly what he did. Just so patient yeah. and never gave Cambosis a, a chance. Cambosis did have a couple shots at Landon. Yeah. You could tell because that was the only time that the crowd made any noise. Yeah. Is when Cambosis <laughs> would land a punch or two. We've seen Devin have kind of a suspect chin in the past. He's not been down. But he has been hurt before and made it out of the round. So I'm not saying he's got a weak chin because he's never been knocked down. Okay, this is, again, me throwing roses to Devin. This is not me shitting on him at all. Because a lot of dudes would be like, oh, well, he got buzzed by this guy. He got buzzed by that guy. He got he got buzzed, but he never hit the mat. All right? He still kept his feet, survived through the round, and was able to come out with a victory. So, again, this night... I don't even know if he needed to practice anything other than the jab because Cambosos could not get anywhere close to him. No. As close as some of the rounds were, I was not, I did stick around to listen to the decision because I was like, I think Haney won this fight for sure. But I'm like, I also thought that Pacquiao beat Jeff Horn in, in Australia as well. So I'm curious to see what the judges will do. So I threw money on a draw and on Cambosos just because I thought there's no way he's going in there and taking the decision uh, away from the countrymen. But even the judges couldn't give this fight away. Devin Haney went in there and took it. And like I said, took less money. He traveled. He went away from matchroom for this fight. Just made himself that much more valuable as a free agent. Congratulations, Devin. Wonderful performance. Yeah, Devin Haney really did dominate this fight. And I did see some stuff on social media where people were praising it. I thought almost a little bit too much like saying how this was a clinic and how Devin Haney just put on, you know, a show-stopping performance. It was kind of boring in the way that watching professional poker players are boring, where you see them kind of like figure things out, which Devin Haney did, like around the third round, I want to say it was. All of a sudden, he had like the timing down. He had everything that Combosos was going to do. He had kind of figured it out and had like a really nice rhythm with that jab where he would just kind of hit the jab and then move to the one side, duck under that, that high, right. You know, when he'd come over the top and then it was just rinse and repeat for the rest of the fight. I would agree with you hundred percent. I didn't think this was an exciting fight, mm -hmm. but it was a dominant fight. Nonetheless, I for sure still didn't love this fight, but if I'm going in there at 135 pounds, then I want all the belts at 135 pounds. I'll do whatever it takes to win. I don't care yeah. if, if I got to stand back and just keep you at bay with my jab or I got to kick you in the dick. Whatever I got to do <laughs> to be the undisputed champion, I'm willing to do. If I had to bore the other guy to death, I wouldn't mind doing it. All right. He walked away the champ. And even to Cambosa's credit, too, he was like, no, that's boxing. You know, you take on the best and sometimes you're going to lose. I love the fact that he, you know, wasn't heartbroken to lose his O. He didn't come out and say, yeah. oh, that's bullshit. I run 10 rounds to two. You know, like there was no bullshit after this one. It was just two dudes uh, who went out there. And one just got the best of the other. Yeah, I I don't know that Combosos has an answer for Devin Haney because they're going to run this back again. There was a right. rematch clause. They're going to do it again. Here's the thing. Cambosos is, is he a very... related to Santa? Who? 
rematch clause is he uh, uh related to santa <laughs> i'm like trying to i'm, I'm like cambosos cambo cambo uh, is there some kind of a santa joke in the, yeah, yeah no not the, the rematch clause yeah <laughs> god <laughs> but that's uh you know, if they run it back, the whole thing is Cambosos is like very reactive and not very proactive where Haney just kind of broke it down. You could see him figuring it out in those first two rounds and he ate a couple of shots while figuring it out, but he rolled with it. And then all of a sudden after that, it was just bang, 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 rinse and repeat the same thing. And it even got cocky with it where he would like put one hand all the way down and then just come up with the jab, like bring it in. Like, ha I got you again. And it was but- just the whole fight. Like, I don't know how many people uh, have watched American football uh, listening, but there's a team, the Patriots, and I watched a game where they literally ran like the same running play in the first half of the game, 14, 15 times, the exact same play, just because it worked every time for four or five yards. They're like, all right, if you can't stop it, why? And they didn't try to disguise it. You know, they might as well have called it out in the huddle. Like, all right. We're running over this fat guy again, you know, like that's, <laughs> and they just did it. And, you know, Devin might as, might as well have yelled from his corner, like, I'm going to come out and jab you to death because that's exactly what he did. You know, it reminds me of, I don't know if you remember, but in the video game, double dribble, if you went up into the top corner and did a jump shot as you were like running out of bounds from the one corner, you hit the three pointer every single time. So once me and my friends figured that out, that's all. It was just taking turns hitting the three pointer from the corner because it worked. You're going to hit the three pointer that, but it doesn't make the game any fun. So right. <laughs> my, my only concern here is, you know, Devin Haney put on a clinic and scored points and won all the belts. He's undisputed. It was awesome. Congratulations to him. But also, was it exciting? You know, is it a Tyson Fury going in there like some kind of a sloppy maniac and massacring people? Um, eh, You know, not necessarily, but I don't know. I just worry when it comes time to sell a pay-per-view. But here's the thing. After that rematch, if him and Cambosos fight and Devin Haney comes out on top again, is Loma next? Well, we'll have to see. There's no bigger name at 135. It has to be. And for that, take all my money. I just hope that, you know, everything in the Ukraine settles and and Loma is able to come back the Mm -hmm. same way he was before. You know, fighting Russians, that's got to be a little bit different than boxing Americans and or Puerto Ricans. Right. What is uh, what's uh, Teofimo? Whatever. Beating the hell out of Teofimo. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's, you know, he was preparing for one thing. I don't, I, I'm curious to see where we go from here. Yeah. I'm curious as well. There is going to be the rematch and I can't see, I don't see where it was going to go any different than it did the first time. Maybe Cambosos comes, goes to camp and completely changes. Yeah. And maybe Haney comes into it completely cocky and then just comes in and get lit up. You know, that is the only way I could see this uh, changing the outcome. But as far as, you know, who's going to be next after that, you know, 135, TFMO's gone. He's moving to 140. His next fight's going to be at 140. And we've seen dudes that were super special at 135 move up and just become good. You know, like one of my favorites is Mikey Garcia, and yeah. he was special at 135, absolutely special at 135. At 140, he was he was good, you know, at 147, not good. You know, yeah. like, I don't know what's in, in store for Tiafimo, but we do know that there's going to be a rematch between these two. And I'll tune in for that. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited that there's 
possibilities. You know what I mean? There's matches to be made that could be really exciting. And so fingers crossed, you know, if if Haney can dominate the way that he did again, and then we can move on to the next step in this whole story, I think that things are going to get really exciting in 135 division. Well, thanks everybody for joining us again. Sorry about the delay. Uh, we might be a little more sporadic in the summer, but uh, we will be back uh, next week. There's some good stuff coming up. We have the monster versus the Filipino flash on a Tuesday yes. night. All right. Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, right? 8 a.m. Eastern time is when the main event is supposed to kick off on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to avoid my phone and come home and watch it, watch the replay and uh, hope to not get any spoilers before that. I'm going to make my students watch it. I'm, ah, I'm throwing it on in my classroom. You're a lucky man. And then on the, we got uh, Trevor Bryan versus Daniel Dubois for the, the regular belt, which I don't recognize. It's not even as not even as valuable as a tool belt, to be honest with you. <laughs> so uh, fuck that belt. And I'm not paying to watch that shit. But Edgar Belanga is fighting this weekend on ESPN. That should be fun. Yeah, Puerto uh, Rican Day Parade in New York. So Jaime Mangia is fighting this weekend too, Franco. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, you would think it would be more fun if they were facing each other, but uh, we're not. We're not getting that. All right, we're getting yeah. uh, Berlanga versus somebody, and then uh, Mangia versus Jimmy Kelly. You know, that's the fight that nobody wanted, and we're getting <laughs> it anyway. So I'm a Jaime Mangia fan, so I'll tune in. You know, do I think Ed Berlanga is necessarily ready for Jaime Mangia at this stage of his career? No, no, I don't. I think you'd be, <laughs> you know, feeding him to the Lions. But I also don't think Jimmy Kelly's ready for it. And I think it'd be more entertaining of a fight <laughs> if we actually got Berlanga versus uh, Munguia. But that's uh, for a later date. You know, maybe, maybe we will see that in the future. Yeah, um, you, can't, you can't do it on the weekend of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. There would be riots in New York. <laughs> it would just burn half the city down. <laughs> yeah. In our immediate future, though, we got a nice, uh, nice few fights coming up. Yeah, and unfortunately, I was all excited for Xander Zayas, but he did test positive, or somebody in his camp did. Uh, also wanted to throw in something from the Haney fight. I don't know if you saw this, but his father was not originally getting let into Australia because Correct. he had a he had a felony conviction from like. 30 years ago, like before Haney was even born. And so he had a conviction and they have some kind of weird rules in Australia. I thought that was Australia's whole thing, that it was an island of convicts and natives, but all the uh, white people were sent there as, or a lot were sent as prisoners. Now they don't let anybody in. They're like, no, we're changing this place around. And uh, yeah, they weren't letting him in, but they did let him in at the very last minute. And so that was kind of cool to see that he got to have his dad there when he got all the belts. Yeah. And the, well, the, I'm not even going to touch any of your insults of the Island of Australia, <laughs> but I will say that I'm glad that he went just because in the lead up to this, I was hoping that he got to make the trip because I didn't want there to be any built in excuses for him to be like, Oh yeah. Oh, my trainer wasn't there or this or that, but it turned out to not even be that big of a deal uh, because he was allowed in mm -hmm. and it would suck to handle one, just from a professional thing. Like, you handled this dude throughout all his career uh, when he was fighting in, in club shows in Mexico. Yeah, to, in bars you know, in Tijuana. Right. <laughs> so you went through all that stuff. You should be there for his pinnacle moment professionally. You know, yeah. I'm still on the professional side. You should be there professionally at your fighter's pinnacle. But then you look at the dad side of it, too, and you're like, 
dude, that's his kid going yeah. for the undisputed world championship. He needs to be there. So I, I love the fact that he was able to make it over there. For the people that are, are mad at Devin Haney, you can be mad at him with, uh, you know, five belts because that's what he's got. <laughs> we got, he's 23. So we got years of yeah. Devin Haney fights coming ahead of us. Yeah, it's crazy that he's so young and he and he closed it out. But yeah, looking forward to next weekend. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning back in. The one episode, if I can ever figure out how to get that file to be able to convert correctly when i went to go upload it into buzzsprout it just kept it kept glitching and so then i re-edited and tried to convert it again and i have no idea what happened so uh if i can ever figure out how to get this file uploaded we'll have like a lost episode it'll be like a bonus track you know like a 90 cd we're just going to put it at the end of an episode after like two minutes of dead air and then, oh, welcome to Punches and Punchlines. And then it'll yeah. fire <laughs> but A little yeah. treat for the punch maniac. Yeah, if there's any fights that we should be checking out next weekend or during the week, since fights are starting on Tuesday, let us know. Uh, you know, hit us up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Punches and Punchlines. And uh, yeah, shoot us a message. Be like, oh, you forgot about, you know, whoever, uh, Mikey Rico Benny. And then we'll check out that fight. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of Twitter, uh, there was a, a few boxers and a few people that were like oh everybody on here thinks that they're twitter or they're boxing actual boxing journalists and i will say right now i don't think i'm a boxing journalist i am a boxing fan and that's why we'll cover the fights that we're a fan of yeah um if you're not a fan of these guys listen to us and maybe you will be (laughs) if you got people that you're a fan of and we should check out please pass it along i'm always uh looking to add more to the uh to the roster of some of my favorite fighters. So uh, if you don't got anything else, Franco, I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.